Welcome to this week's episode of That Atu Show. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I have my guest. Thanks for having me. <laughs> he is back. I'm back. He's back in the room. I haven't had a shave, but I've been. I was really busy last week, so I had time for shaving. So you have to put up with me as well. Are you uh, yeah. growing a, a ratty beard? A ratty beard for your ratty beards? Go me ratty dreads. I like the beard. It looks. It suits you. Very busy. Uh, very very busy. A uh, couple of weeks. You know, it's it's been a busy few months actually. To be fair, and it just uh, like it. It kind of, you know, when a, sometimes sometimes things just boil over, oh, and you go, yeah, oh, you know, like I'm just, I'm just like I ain't got time really. I just and summer has to give, and so there was a couple of things that I just went, you know what, fuck it, I ain't doing it. You know what I mean? You know, as well as not being on the tattoo show last week, I was also not building a fucking guitar that I've been trying to build for about six months. Sometimes you just got to take sometimes time off. Sometimes you just got to yeah. step away and go. I need a second. So, yeah, hope, uh, I hope Chris was a suitable host for the show for you last week. Uh, tell me in the comments if you're glad I'm back or if you would prefer to just have Chris present the show every week. Well, I barely presented it. I just said hi. <laughs> Pauling, Pauling, you this week. I've watched this video. <laughs> I, uh, I did, I tried to do as proud, sir. I tried to do as proud. I'm sure you did fine, mate. I'm sure you did a great job. What's the topic of conversation this week, then? Well, it's an interesting topic, actually. A fairly serious topic of conversation, I would think. Ooh. There was a, somebody commented on our channel, and I don't know, it just kind of... You've seen it, and I, when, I, when I read it, I was quite concerned, not only about the person's mental well-being, but about the general situation and that, that person's in, and it kind of got myself and Paul talking about like knowing your worth as an artist and understanding that you know tattoo studios need you more than yeah yeah you need them let's say this was on the um the episode we did about dealing with burnout wasn't it it was I didn't have last week off because I was suffering from burnout you know I'd got too many things to do in a in a period of time so yeah. and I, I think that if you carry on doing that, you know, that's why I wasn't around because I went, you know, I've, I have suffered from burnout in the past. And so now I know that when I've got way too much stuff, I go, right, hang on a minute. Like, I'm going to have to make some room and, and all that sort of stuff. I tell you the one for me is the tell for me when I'm starting to get like overwhelmed. Uh, I start forgetting that I've locked doors so oh. I can never remember that I've locked my car door or the studio. Did I set the alarm or didn't I set the alarm? And those normally are the indicators for me when I'm driving up the road going, did I lock the studio door? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, man, my, that's just too much. You know, I'm like, okay, you got too much on your I mind. I do that all the time. Yeah, well, I don't, but it's a symptom of, like, impending burnout yeah. for me. But do you reckon, like, do you know the scene in um, in in the one of the early Avengers uh, films, and they like after Bruce Banner, and it's like, what's your secret? And he's like, the secret is that I'm angry all the time. <laughs> it's like me. It's like my secret is I'm just burnt out all the time. All the time. Twenty four seven. I just yeah. coffee and food and like that it gets me through the day and then I sleep do you know what I mean constantly burnt out but anyway before we uh, ramble on about burnout like this was like Paul posted on the burnout video I'm going to read it out I read it to Paul but I'll read it out so you know you're all on the same page and you know hopefully the, the person who wrote it is watching it and we can kind of hopefully give some advice I don't know um, but I won't put the I won't give you the person's name I'll just read the, the comments so bear with me because I'm looking down Sorry about the interruption, by the way, this is editorial Paul here. I'm currently in the middle of editing the show, <laughs> but I think it's only fair to tell you uh, why I'm not going to put this comment in, because Chris does read it. The nature of the comment, our 
worry about the person making the comment. Um, we had a conversation about it and we felt that putting the comment in would make it clear who the person was and possibly it might make their situation worse and we didn't want to do that. So we, I'm not going to include the comment. But what I've tried to do is include the information that if it's you, you, you know we're talking about you, but if it's not you and you're in a similar situation, you can still get the advice and maybe have an idea of uh, what you can do about your situation. Uh, also, there's a couple of things as we move forward from this point in the show. Because of the nature of the comments, it brought up a couple of things that are close to Chris's heart and close to mine that have come up in our lives in you know recent years and months. That are, I, I think, things that maybe some of the more sensitive viewers amongst you might find a little bit awkward. So wherever we've mentioned that, I've cut it out wherever I can. Uh, but whatever it's come up as part of the, the conversation, I've silenced everything. So, you know, just, you know, just be aware we are, we don't really get onto the subjects, but we do mention them a couple of times, but they are, I've docked them, so the words are silenced out. So hopefully it won't be too bad. But this is that kind of like viewer discretion advised if you're uh, sensitive uh, uh, to, you know, anxiety-related stuff, then, you know, you know, just be a little bit careful as you watch the rest of this show. Okay, back to it. I think, like, this has hit home to me, like that, because in the past so much, I've had, like, a few friends commit Yeah. And it is, like, it does, when that happens, it does hit home. Yeah. Yeah, there's always someone there that can help you, and there's, there's always a way out of any situation that you're in. Like, the situation it sounds like you're in in regards to your boss, number one, just tell your boss to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. Obviously, you probably get sacked, like, but it, it sounds like you're probably better off leaving. Yeah. I was in a similar situation. I was working in a tattoo studio, and they controlled how much I charged. They controlled, you know, my money, my bookings, everything. And then they ended up opening up another shop nearby because they, they were worried that someone else was going to open up. And it got they put me in that shop, and it got to a point where I nearly lost everything. And I stayed there, and I stayed there because I had that fear of leaving. Yeah. Because I was like, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And it, it did, it, it got to a point where I literally had to, I think one day I just, I had to go. Yeah. Even if you haven't got any money, sometimes the best option is leaving. It took me a while to get into back into the swing of things, but I'm, it's probably one of the best decisions I ever made is just walking out of the shop. Like. My take on it is that if your boss is running the diary for the shop, which is not uncommon, shop, like there's quite a few shops do that, but also controlling what you earn and when you can and can't take time off, you are not self-employed. You're an employee. You're an employee. And employees should be getting sick pay and... Uh, four weeks holiday a year. If they say, no, you're self-employed, then you can work the days you decide to work. If you decide not to work on Tuesday, you just go, I'm not in. Uh, and if they've booked yeah. 10 appointments for you, you go, well, that's your fucking problem. You have to get somebody else to cover it. I can understand it from the boss's side of things. They want to be able to offer all this stuff out. But, you know, you're not a worker bee. Which is poorly managing, isn't it? They've got to be better at managing the uh, the diary and you should be allowed to have time off if you especially if you are self-employed if they're going to run it in in a way that 
you're basically treated like an employee, then you should be demanding all the benefits of an employee, like four weeks of holiday per year. Oh, yes. Everybody in my studio is self-employed, right? But I ask them, I don't tell them, I ask everybody, can you please make sure that you don't all take a week off together? Because it, it creates us a scheduling nightmare, right? So I ask them to look at, because everybody, our shop, everybody can see everybody else's diary, right? So they can see the days I'm working and I can see the days they're working, right? We don't hide anything. It's the team, right? So everybody can see it. So I look at it and go, if Beth has booked a week off and Jay wants a week off, can nobody else please book the time yeah. off? And if you are going to do it, can you please let Karen know so that she can make sure that she can let, People know that there's, you know, they're not around or there's no piercings that week or some, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's me being a boss of six self-employed artists and, you know, negotiating with them. And they see the sense of it. It's like we don't like to have anybody in the building on their own working. We make sure that, it, that we never have a lone female worker. We never yeah. have a lone male worker either. We always have at least two members of staff in the building at all times. Yeah. So if somebody's taking on a late appointment, I just ask them, can you make sure that either me or Lucas or Jay or Sam, one of the male uh, members of staff knows and one of us will arrange between us to stick around late. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't issue orders with, with this sort of stuff. You know, the only the only time that I'm like, you you must do this, I'm the boss, you must do this, is when they're doing something that is fucking dangerous or might break something that I've bought. You know, if they're using a piece of furniture wrong, I'm like, I'm not happy about you doing that. Yeah. You know, the typical thing if somebody drags a fucking tat sole across, across oh, the floor. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a business owner, you refer to yourself as the boss because that's stereotypically what you would be. But when you are a business owner that has self-employed people within your business, you're more of a landlord. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is realistically, I'm their landlord. I'm not their boss. I just I rent them a space in my building. But that's where ta tattoo studio owners, specifically ones that are not tattoo artists, and I've experienced this as well, you know, when you've got non-tattoo artists run a tattoo studio, and I think like the best, the, the best quote that I've ever heard from somebody that doesn't own a tattoo studio was when I asked uh, about taking a bit of time off, maybe like one Saturday of a month to spend some time with my family, uh, I think I was answered with how does that benefit me <laughs> to me I, I, so i i honestly think like part of me i there are tattoo there are people in the tattoo industry right that are not tattooists and they own studios and they run them really really well but they are far and few of them do you know I mean there's not that many people that do that i couldn't even count on my on my one hand how many people i know that do that the majority of the people that are not tattoo artists that are in tattooing like they just run a tattoo studio without any knowledge they don't know what they're doing all they care about is getting money and i think if you are somebody that's going to open up a tattoo studio before you consider taking anybody on you should you should work in the costs of running that studio yourself like say for me if i if i wanted to open, say if i decided to leave project tattoo studio and i wanted to open my own shop i would sit down i would make sure that what i earned would pay and cover all of the shop bills and then anyone else comes in 
that's a Brucey bonus for me. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be taking their diary, keeping their diary, dictating what they do and what they can't do, how much they can charge. Because the second you go down that route, you are an employer. And I think I said to you earlier on, let me just get it up here, there's that thing, there is that in April 6th of April 2021, contractor rules, because that's what we are, we, we're contractors, really. Uh, it says, your employment, your employment status and the way you pay tax may have changed, and it's called the off-payroll working rules for IR35. Yeah. So anybody that is in a tattoo studio where they control how much you charge, they control when you work, they let basically control if you take holidays or not um they should be you should you'll be under that ir35 because you've got a boss who doesn't tattoo and hasn't tattooed right it sounds to me like they've got no understanding of the you know the pressures of our job and the the things that can be a, a fucking nightmare in our job and why we need time off and occasionally you know it's it's just like you know, I mean, most businesses these days now, they have, for employees, they allow them to have, I think most big businesses, I think it's two or three duvet days a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are legally allowed to phone up and go, I'm not sick. I'm, I'm, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. I just don't want to come to work today. I want to fucking watch Netflix all day. I'm just knackered. Oh, yeah, they're in T-Mobile. Right, exactly. Star days, I think they were called. If your boss is being like that and putting you under pressure to not take any time off and everything, like what Chris was saying in the intro, what you've got to ask yourself is, who needs who more at this point? Like, if if you leaving would be a massive problem for your boss, if even you having Tuesday afternoon off is like, I can't run a business like this, then they're either being a fucking drama queen and making and just making you feel shit so that they don't have to do the work. Yeah. In which case, you're being made to suffer for somebody else just not wanting to reconfigure the diary. And, you know, the, the reason this episode is called Know, know Your Worth is that, that creative people generally, we really undervalue what we are, you know, because lots of industries want us to not feel any value in what we do. Oh, 100%. It's to their financial benefit for us to not believe that we're worth anything. Think about how many tattoos you do and think about how much money you're putting into that business. If you were to walk away, they're going to lose that income, right? Yeah. Even if they get somebody within a few months, they're still going to lose that income for a few months. So you've got to understand that you're a little bit in the driver's seat here. You're the, the person that people are coming in to get tattooed by. And if you need a day off, then you should be allowed to take one. And if somebody gives you a hard time, they say, well, I can, I can not come back. And I think that if they're not giving you the right equipment that you need, then you've got to talk to them about the nature of the deal that you're on and get your own equipment and go, I'll buy my own equipment and I'll pay you less money. Yeah. And if they go, no, we want to buy it, it's, it explains to them, you have to buy me what I need, you know, or you have to charge me less and I'll buy it myself if you are a self-employed tattoo artist you know you have to understand that that the diary is your diary if it is the studio diaries you're not self-employed you're an employee so that's one thing it's just to make sure you've got your client list and you can make them aware that you're going to leave because it's not and this is the other thing as well like I was always made to think right and made to believe that 
the studio it's the studio the studio is what brings you the clients and it's just like no they don't come to us because of the studio they come to the studio because of us and that's what we've got to remember if people if you're getting repeat clientele they're not coming to you because of the studio that they're in they're coming to the studio because of you you know you're the person that makes the product yeah. and that's what people are coming for and 100%. that need that should be your bargaining power with your boss if you're at the point where you're so unhappy in your job that you are considering fucking hell just leave and go and get a job in a supermarket stacking shelves until you get yourself back together i actually think one of the things i was going to say to you about this i think this might be that one of the reasons why there are so many artists out there now that have got private studios in their houses because oh, they've been yeah. in these situations in studios and have just gone do you know what fuck it, I'll go and tattoo out my garage and I'll keep all the money myself and I'll be happier. Yeah. We tell people all the time when they're learning to get in a studio, but if the studio's not run well and it's not a good studio, the first thing you should do is go, right, I'm going to get out of here, especially if it's making you that miserable. Get better at saving money as well, you know, like start you know, start saving some money up because when you've got a few quid in the bank behind you, dis decisions like this are much easier. Like, I like to keep at least a couple of months' worth of money like sitting there that pays all my bills for two months. When I read it, I was just like, fuck, man. Like, it sounds like you're in a tough fucking spot. Yeah, it does sound like they're in a tough spot because I, I wouldn't want to be in that position. What would you do then, Chris, if you found yourself in that spot? Would you? What would your next... Um... If you're the, look, I, I can actually tell you from fucking real life, like, this, I've been in, in that situation financially with, the, with the taking time off work and everything. So I was on a 50-50 percentage, and I give 50% to the shop. There was no cap and I had to buy all my own needles, all my own ink and everything. This is a common thing that shops do, where they'll take 50% of your income up to a certain amount each week, and after that, all the money's yours. That it's, it's, you know, your percentage is capped up to a certain point. So that meant if I took home £1,000, I paid the studio £1,000. But then out of that £1,000 that I have earned, I have to buy ink, needles, pay for travelling, blah, 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 blah. Out of the thousand pound that the shop earned, they paid for plenty, uh, some plastic cups, some fucking ink caps, and some tongue depressors. Basically, paying them like a thousand pound between seven hundred and fifty and a thousand pound a week to book my appointments. It was working out that it would actually be better for me to quit tattooing and go and work in the steelworks because I would earn more money and I would work less. And that was, I think, the point where I just was like do you know what fuck it and I'm, I'm leaving and what i had to do and it was unfortunate because the pandemic kicked in i went to the bank and took out a loan and took a 15 grand loan out and i thought fuck it i'm gonna open my own shop borrowed 15 grand and <laughs> then covid happened ouch yeah <laughs> but l luckily luckily though due to covid one of the business owners left and i've ended up becoming a partner in, in the business that I'm in so you know, it played out well for me but silver linings what I'm trying to get at is the route that I was taking that is I'm not happy here I'm, I'm gonna fucking leave by any means necessary if it means taking out a loan if it means just fucking going to another studio yeah because like one of the other boys was gonna leave and he ended up just that's the other thing just if your portfolio is solid take a portfolio phone around other studios one of the other guys I work with either now I know he got in touch with some studios and you know he discovered that all these other studios were like well, well you you'll you know we charge like 200 pound a day more than what you charge in project and the cap is like really low the percentage is really low 
because it's a tattooist run an own studio like i definitely think it's worth sitting down with maybe not like like maybe sit down with the owner and just be like lay it all out and just say like this is the crack and if they're not willing to compromise or they're not willing to see it from your side and actually see the fact that you are self-employed not a fucking employee you just need to look at leaving the shop it's a hard fucking choice to make do you know what it is it's a scary choice isn't it scary choice for anybody but do you know one thing i will say like that was such a difficult like when i left the one shop that i was in that was such a difficult decision to make right i feel like i was in fight or flight mode i think i fucking phoned one of the boys i said can you do me a favor because I, I wouldn't drive, I couldn't even drive back in. And I was like, can you, can you come and pick me up? And I think the only thing I left in the studio, because I forgot it, was the magenta bottle of Dermaglow that I had. Because <laughs> I got to the, I got, I got home and I was like, fuck, that's like the best magenta. At the time it was like, I it'll, fucking... it'll be out of date by now anyway. You can let it go, Chris, just let it go. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I think I had like maybe two, three hundred quid in the bank. Like we were like fucking living on the breadline at that point because because of what that person the way they run their business and for me I was like fuck it I tattooed in my fucking kitchen for like three weeks and then I ended up meeting Nipper and um, the boys here and I was like I, I really got on with Nipper and I was just like I'd love to come work for you and he's like I'd like you to come work for me and I was like sweet but you just gotta do what you gotta do like sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do you know a good reason why you should always make friends in the tattoo industry like make friends make friends that are tattooists I think what I'd be inclined to do uh, because I'm I'm kind of worried by that comment to be honest with you I'm worried by the nature of the comment um, and so because it seems it seems pretty dark to me so this is what this is what I would do is I would First of all, right, um, you're, you're fucking miserable where you are, right? So, you know, my thought would be, because I've been in that position a couple of times in different industries when I've been really miserable where I was. I would build myself a fire break gap, right? So I would go and look for a job in a warehouse, a job in a supermarket, you know, a job in a, you know, a fast food establishment. I'd get myself into a position where that, I'd gone for the interview, and I'd, um, I'd got the job and, and I can start and I've got a start date. At that point, you know that if you have a conversation with your boss that, and they tell you, right, well, fuck you, get out the building. You've yeah. got a start date. You've already got somewhere to jump to, right? Because if you start taking your portfolio around the local area, uh, tattoo shops talk, you don't know who's talking to who, and somebody might be straight on the phone, here, Mary, I've had so-and-so in here trying to get a job, she's leaving you, and then you go back to work on Monday and they tell you to pick your stuff up and fuck off anyway. Yeah, that's the... See, that's what I... I never bother with that. I think I just stayed there, and I was just like... I, you know me, I'm like, I'm the kind of person that's just like, I'll just be like, I'll put up with it, I'll put up with it, and I'll be like, fuck you. Yeah, but normally, that kind of thing, although it feels great to do that, um, it normally puts you deep in the shit the following day, right? Oh, yeah. Get myself a get-out-of-jail-free card, so if they tell me to fuck off and that's that, then at least I've got a, a gig. And, 
you can do that for a bit. It's not going to stress you out. You know, you can just go there, sling a few burgers, fill a few shelves or something like that. And you can lick your wounds a little bit and consider your options, right? When you've got that in your back pocket that you know you can go and do that and that your life isn't going to fall apart, right? Because you probably fucking hate tattooing at this point anyway. Because like once you hate your job, it's hard to stay passionate about anything that you're in love with. Yeah. What I would then be inclined to do is sit the boss down and tell the boss, look, I'm self-employed, right? Yeah. So I should be able to take time off. Whenever I want. I should have control of my diary. I should have my own email address. And I, you know, I rent space from you in your studio. And I think, oh, no, 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 that's not the deal. We do the diary, we do this. You go, well, look, that's fine. But you need to understand that either you make me an employee... Right, and you start giving me the benefits of an employee, and you start paying my taxes, giving me health care, and fucking looking and like giving me holiday time. That's the problem with fucking tattooing. Or we're gonna have to come up with a better deal because I'm you know, not getting enough time off, I'm burnt out, and I need a break. So, uh, I can't run a business like this. Well, maybe you shouldn't run the fucking business then. You know, do you know what I mean? Because you, it sounds to me like they're not running the business of uh, managing a studio for creative people. They're, what they're actually doing is running a fucking sweatshop where everybody else works and they don't do shit. But it, you can have that conversation. You can stand your ground and be more forceful if you know that if they tell you to fuck off, pick up your gear and get out. Uh, you can go work at a supermarket or a fast food place or, you know, anywhere like you, that. You Lick your wounds for a minute. Your jobs. Collect your thoughts. Have a bit of time off. You know, have a bit of downtime. And then, like Chris has said, if necessary, you could set up a private studio in your house and work from home for a little while or in your, at the weekends, because you will have the weekends off now, remember, um, at the weekends, you, sh- you could then start taking your portfolio around to other studios yeah. and discussing starting with other shops. Maybe you could look at working a little bit further afield. You know, I don't know if you drive or not, but we're going to presume that you do. But I think that whenever you enter into any kind of negotiation with an employer, and I do lots of this because I, I freelance as a graphic designer as well as working as a tattooist, so I'm always doing negotiations with, you know, uh, my not employers, but my, you know, my People clients. that you work with. There's an ad as it goes, hope for the best but plan for, for the, the worst. worst yeah so what i like to do is i like to have a worst case scenario covered like so if they tell me just fucking do one today and that's it right you're not doing any tattoos today get out at least i know monday i'll be working in that other job that, I, that i've lined up and then i'll figure out my next move from there this probably sounds really scary but it's not as scary as you think you know at the end of the day there's lots of tattoo studios around. You might be a few months before you get back into one. In that, in that, in the meantime, you could start putting your downtime because you won't be as busy if you're just working a regular nine to five job. You could put all your efforts into building yourself a website, contacting your clients, putting your stuff out there, do, maybe doing a few tattoos at, at home, and keep you know keep moving. And it, it sounds to me, I think if you get into the point where you're thinking about right you got to get the fuck out of dodge as immediately right it's a really bad place to be right so i'm like just tell them either fucking sort this out or i'm out of here but get the exit covered make sure you covered the exit before you go and that would be my approach to it is i would tell them everything that they're doing wrong with the business tell them all the things that they want that you want from them and try and get as much of it as possible you're not going to get all of it but if you can negotiate knowing that if it all goes wrong you've 
you've already got something covered, mm. it's a lot easier. You can negotiate from a position of power rather than a position of weakness. It's like if you've got somewhere to go and your life isn't going to fall apart, you've got the high ground in the negotiation. It's very important, like the title of this video says, it's really important to value what you do. Mm. That business is based on the product that you make and you need to understand that. You're the person making that product. If you leave, your boss can't cover your tattoos because they don't tattoo. Yeah. So you need to understand that. And so value yourself as a human being and don't allow people to do this to you because it's absolutely... It's just fucking not on. You know, that's fucking ridiculous. Do you know what I think people need to fucking... Business business owners, tattoo shop business owners, do you know what they need to fucking remember? Without artists, you just own a fucking empty building. If there were no... No pictures of tattoos and there were no tattooists like there's no tattoo magazines no there's tattoo no tattoo shops there's no tattoo conventions there's fuck all like we're the reason all this shit exists and we need to start understanding that and going like actually we're the fucking ones no company in tattooing would be anywhere where it is now without the tattoo artists yeah. using their products sending them photographs of their work yeah. working in their studios Shouting at oh, shouting from the rooftop, saying like, "I tattoo with this." And so, value what you do and value who you are. Also, value your mental health and your well-being over all things. If you're under so much pressure like that, you're not doing your best work because your mind isn't clear enough. So, value that, and you know, get yourself something in your back pocket so that if you if your boss is a, a fucking bitch and like kicks you out, you have got something to go and do for the for the time being, and then work out your next step from there. I will simply not put up with anything that makes me fucking miserable. If no. it's making me miserable, I stop doing it. It's as simple as that. I don't give a fuck. Like, I will just walk the fuck away from it. <laughs> I tolerate it. I'm the opposite of that. I am not tolerant at all. I do not suffer for anybody. I think I'm too not forgiving. I think I'm, I'm too optimistic with certain things where I'll be like, oh, you know, I sound like a victim beer. Uh, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, perhaps they'll change. Do you know what I mean? But I just think like I like to give people a chance. No, in all fairness though, that's a that's a good that's a good example. Like you don't you don't want to just go in all guns blazing, like you've decided the boss is gonna fire you, and so you just go in like that. Maybe they they don't realise the pressure they're putting you under. Yeah. You can give them the benefit of the doubt, but the moment they live up to your less than ideal expectation of them and they they are fucking Unfortunately, at that point, you want to go, well, okay. Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck your shop. I'm fucking out of here. One thing I will say as well, um, and I, I would advise this to anybody, right? If you're ever feeling shit, get counselling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talk to somebody. One of the best things I've ever done is I, got, I, I went, to, went to see a professional. I had counselling for six months, um, and it's fucking best thing I ever did. Like all my, a lot of my friends swear by it. Like you know, if they're feeling down, they get counselling. Uh, you know, because you got you got I totally, totally, totally agree with you. You've got you've got uh, a professional. I mean, we used to have regular meetings for counselling uh, that were available in all over the UK every fucking night of the week, and they were always available every, and whenever you needed it. It was called the pub. But I will say though, they, 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 I, I will say. I know that I'm, you think I'm taking the piss, but. In all honesty, that going to the pub after work and talking about the day and moaning about your boss and everything, actually, I think, you know, for generations gone by, it actually kept them quite sane. I think that was part of it because we don't, we, we've got 
less community in what we do now. I, I felt this when I first started going to tattoo conventions because, you know, I was quite cut off from the tattoo industry. Yeah. And then I go there and I start meeting a few tattoos that will actually speak to me. And then you start chatting and hear that they've got the same problem. And one of the first things I thought was like, fucking hell, brilliant. I thought it was just me. I thought it was being really crap. <laughs> you know, and I do think community is a is a big deal, you know. If, if you're struggling with similar stuff like this and you can add to this conversation yeah. you know you're our community this is the community we're building put your comments down below because this person's really struggling you know and it's I don't I don't like the idea of it I can't stress enough though right as much as it is good because we're one, one, we're one of our one of the boys I grew up with when he committed suicide um, you know we, we were going to the pub and we were all chatting and it does help talking to your mates but there are certain scenarios where you really do need to speak to somebody that is a professional, completely yeah. impartial, Absolutely. And, and, and they can they can help you or guide you. But it's definitely worth doing it. Like and even if even phoning the Samaritans and shit like that. Like uh, yeah, Samaritans are fucking great and everything. You know, I just think it's a yeah, it's a it's a really 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 good idea to talk to somebody and like you know well you have in a certain way you've commented here and we're getting around to answering your questions and hopefully this will make you feel a little bit better I hope it doesn't make you feel worse you know what I mean no you know hopefully it makes you feel better a bit of a dark Sunday morning episode this this week isn't it yeah it's been quite dark well that I, I, I will brighten the Sorry. mood one thing do you know one of the bonuses right of having a child is at Halloween you have an abundance of fucking candy sweets whatever you want to call it because fuck we should wait to my daughter I helped my dad yesterday and then I managed to get home in time to take my daughter trick or treating with my missus like and like she just had this big bucket of fucking sweets and I'm just like oh well you ain't gonna eat all them you <laughs> <laughs> and with that I've been Paul and I've been Chris with a mouthful of sweeties eating sweeties and uh, we'll see you next week I hope that's helped you really do let us know how you're getting on comment down below see you next week guys take care oh thanks to all our sponsors yeah you know we love you guys as ever do you know what I want to say something Hang here on. we go finish this not only will I have an extra chin by next week with all these fucking sweeties, but thank you, massive thank you to our sponsors because I don't know if this video sounds, the sound on this video sounds better today, but thanks to Electrum, I've been able to upgrade my audio, haven't I, Paul? You have. You have been able to upgrade your audio. Well done, Electrum. Thanks, Rob. Always improving. Thank you. Wow. We are putting that sponsorship money to good use. We're not just not going to the pub and spending not it. Not buying sweets. You know, we buy microphones and fucking XRs <laughs> and shit. Buy microphones instead, yeah. So that's what we do with the sponsorship money. You know, that's what we put it back into the show. Like you rock and do. roll. We live with rock and roll lifestyles. <laughs> rock and roll. We live in a rock and roll lifestyle. We just buy, buy cameras. Yeah, cameras. You know, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.